0: Hello, 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 welcome, 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 and hello everybody, I'm Dan, your friendly fishmonger at DansFish.com, glad you're here with us today. We do this every Wednesday at 7pm Mountain Time, that's 9 Eastern for those that are mountain challenged, and we're going to do our shipping report, we have an amazing giveaway, and some cool stuff to talk about, and then we'll get to your questions and comments. That is the docket for the day, so thanks for being here folks thanks for being here um so let's start with the shipping report um it's not good we had some problems with shipping this week um we lost an auto syncless we lost some corridors con color we lost uh, a couple plecos as well so i think this is the last week it's going to be tricky though um We're to the point now where I don't think from, I think next week it'll probably start being warm enough that there's no heat packs needed. This last week, there's some spots where it's still cool enough that some heat packs are needed. Most places they're not, but even the ones where they are needed because the nighttime temperatures are low, they can have higher daytime temperatures. So it's that really tricky juggling act of keeping them warm enough during the night and early morning, but not overheating them during the day. This is the hardest time of year to ship fish for me. When it's warm enough that it's like, yeah, there's kinda need to heat back here, but uh, but if it's delayed or something, it's gonna get overheated or whatever. So, no, I don't know for sure um, if that's what happened in these shipments or not, but uh, this time of year that Again, we don't have heavy losses or anything, but it, it's tricky this time of year. But again, I think that's it. I think next week we'll be heat pack free and uh, won't have that issue anymore. So so that's that's the shipping report. Not as good as usual, but not as bad. What, what is it? Better than most? Not as good as some or something like that. <laughs> so for us, not very good, But but if you look at the statistics, still pretty good um with that I want to do a I want to talk about the giveaway first I think so the giveaway is pretty cool it's for six Miyuki rice fish that's a Japanese rice fish these are the Yukihi strain and I want to show you how to find the store Um, Ed's Aquatic Exotics is donating these as a way to kick off the opening of his store on Get Gills so I want to show you a little bit kinda of how to navigate Get Gills to get there for those that might be new so if you go to GetGills.com here's the home page this is where you land to find a specific store you just click here on stores and in this case we scroll down to Ed here we go Ed's Aquatic Exotics click on it now you can see the store see the items that are available so Here's some of the rice fish. There's a few cichlids and things. Um, this is the one I'm excited about. Xenotoca dogerai from San Marcos. These are a gudeid, um, very endangered, and very colorful. So, the gudeids, in case you don't know, are a group of, of live-bearing, for the most part, fish, down mostly in, in Mexico, and highly endangered. They come from very, very uh, contained habitats right they don't they aren't widespread it's like one river maybe or or one part or one spring or something like that so they they're really endangered from habitat destruction and things like that so anytime we can keep a, a gudeid in our aquariums and breed it and raise it and keep it going that's like insurance so we don't lose the organism in the event that their habitat isn't completely wiped out which is you know not unlikely and for a lot of cases with this group of fish. Not only is this an endangered fish and a really cool gudeaid, but it's one of the most colorful of all the gudeaids in my opinion. They, they are truly spectacular. So um, some cool fish here um, at Ed's um, Aquatics Exotics, Ed's Aquatic Exotics, let me get that right. So uh, thanks Ed for providing the giveaway for tonight's stream. Those six fish. If you would like to enter into the giveaway, have a chance to win, it's hashtag GoEdGo! Exclamation Go! mark, no spaces. Hashtag G O E D G O, with an explanation. Ex- explanation. <laughs> I'm going to explain you. Exclamation point at the end. Um, no spaces. Caps don't matter. So, thanks again, Ed. Um, Yeah, I I see folks putting it in and doing it right, so excellent. Okay, very, very, very exciting stuff going on here. I'm thrilled to announce that we're finally moving fish over to the new fish warehouse. It's been up and running and stable for a while, and uh, at least the soft water system. So we're packing up all the fish from here and taking them over, and it feels good. <laughs> it feels awesome to finally get that up and running, and see some fish in the tanks in quantity, and uh, see the dream kind of come to fruition. So, very busy. I'm kind of exhausted. It's been a long few days. You can tell there hasn't been time to shave. It's been it's been you know a no shave schedule. But uh, really thrilled to be at the point where we're finally getting fish over. In the fish warehouse after all this time (laughs) for anyone that's gone through construction there's lots of delays and especially during the covid and everything lots of delays with manufacturing getting parts getting things put together but we're finally there so it's awesome Um, the creek system is not finalized yet all the pieces for the micro bubble remover have arrived and that unit will be installed next week they tell me so the 13th monday they should be in there getting that up and running so right now we're one running on the soft water system um, once that micro bubble remover is installed then we can bring in the hard water as well so it's pretty cool I love being in a facility where I have two types of water one has 12 to 21 parts per million calcium carbonate hardness the other has 300 parts per million calcium carbonate hardness so we're, we have the whole range super soft to super, super duper hard. Like Goliad Farms, I I was uh, watching the uh, presentation Goliad Farms did for Aquarium Co-op and they have really hard water and it's 280 parts per million calcium carbonate. Ours is even harder, 300. It's going to be great though. I might finally be able to like get guppies in and and get them happy and healthy before i ship them i mean i we've been doing that but it's a lot more challenging in soft water to do certain types of fish like guppies and sore and mollies and and african lake cichlids and things so having both types is kind of a dream come true so i'm thrilled about that um that we're finally there finally able to do our thing and it's just super exciting We're all tired, but we're happy. (laughs) It's been a lot of work. So, um, if you're wondering how we're moving the fish, by the way, let me me show you this. So, we just take these five gallon buckets here, right, put a, a couple inches of, oh, I've got a, I'm on the wrong screen put a, a couple inches of water in the bottom, put the fish in here, and then we just throw one of these on top, is a lid more or less. The weather's super nice, so we can throw them in the back of the truck and just mosey our way slowly and carefully over to the warehouse. And it's, it's not a long trip, it's less than a mile away, so it works pretty well. So that's how we move them. We bought 30 of these big buckets and we're just uh, taking a bunch of fish over at a time. So that feels good. It feels good to finally, finally be able to do that. One other bit of good news from a completely different part of my life, so this will be very brief and we'll be right back to fish, is we've been getting great reviews on the musical. Uh, For those that don't know, I've been in entertainment most of my life and um, I I helped uh, revive and, and relaunch and develop a musical. Uh, recently, at the theater festival that I ran, and the musical is called Romeo and Bernadette. And we've been getting reviews in, and they've been great. But the one that counts—the the show's running in New York right now. It uh, uh, off Broadway, like the legitimate off Broadway, <laughs> not like the off 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 Broadway. Um, and we've been getting reviews, and they've been good. The one that counts, though, is the New York Times. That's the review that counts, and it finally came in and they loved it so bravo to everyone involved uh my i don't want to name i don't want to drop all the names but this is an excellent excellent review and so we're really happy about that because that helps your show be successful right when the reviewers like it uh, especially the new york times then you tend to be like okay the show's gonna make it so I'm going to post a link to that review just so you can read it, and if you happen to be in the New York area and like theater and want to uh, see a musical that I had a hand in bringing to the stage, um, I don't own it by any chance or, or by any means or anything, but I did produce the uh, kind of development revival of the thing to get it up on its feet and get it out there. So um, if, if you're interested in that kind of thing, check out that link and check out what is really a cool musical. One of my favorites I've ever worked on. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll stop there. There's some other shows that are moving on too from that we were involved in, but, but that's enough theater for one night. We're here for fish. Last thing is we have some fish that will be posted for sale pretty soon, so let me just share those with you. Normally I would list these today... But we're so busy moving everything over to the warehouse and stuff that I couldn't get them up today. And I, the, the honest truth is I don't know exactly when I'll get them listed for sale. I'll do my best, though, to, to make sure it's not forever before I do that. I'm, I'm hoping by the end of this week. But we've got a ton of work to do to get all those fish moved to the warehouse. So bear with me if it's, it's longer. But it, there's just a few things. Um, the first is the silver hatchet fish. And these, actually, I know I won't list this week. Hatchetfish, I always give an extra week or so, sometimes a month, uh, just because they take longer to settle in. So these are here; they're they looking good. I probably won't list them this week, though, just because I don't want you to have problems in shipping. Uh, we did get some more of these amazing, you know, splash tetras. The beautiful red markings on them—really nice fish. We got some kerasidium in. I think it's the zebra. I don't know the exact species. I can't guarantee the exact species yet, but it has very strong banding on it. even stronger than this maybe. but this is a, a this looks like a full-grown adult, and ours are, are fairly small at this size. But anyway, really neat darter tetra, kerasidium. Um, still trying to figure out the exact species, and I don't know if we'll be able to ever know the exact species, but darter tetra. More of the Coral Red Pencilfish, the uh, Morton Thaleri, and they look great. I, I found a great supplier for these guys that sends us good ones with good color and they're healthy and we don't lose any. It's amazing. So um, if you've had trouble with these in the past, I guarantee these will do well for you. We 100% refund or reship or take care of you if anything goes wrong. I do not, I think this is a true statement. I think it's a true statement that we have not lost any of these that we have brought in from this supplier ever. And I don't think any of our customers have lost any either. Not that I know of anyway. I think that's a true statement. That's, that's how good they are. So, if you've struggled with this fish, um, give us a try. We're not the cheapest. Um, the way we do business is not to be the cheapest, is to be the ones that you can buy fish from that actually live and thrive long term. Now I know we had a shipping report earlier today where there were three species that we had some trouble with, um, where people had some losses, so it's not always 100% but we do business a different way, we really do all the processes and procedures and the entire way we're set up, the entire reason we're in business is to do things differently so the fish will thrive for you long-term and so because of that there's a lot of extra expense on our end the extra time it takes to quarantine the fish to treat the fish correctly to work with an aquatic veterinarian when necessary to you know diagnose and fix things Um, the systems we build are expensive systems and they cost more money to run than other systems so there's all kinds of costs To doing things the way we do it, but I think the results speak for themselves. So give us a try um, and know that we've got your back if anything goes wrong. If this is a fish you've struggled with, I know they're expensive and I know we're even more expensive than most other suppliers, but I think they'll do well for you. The last ones I want to share with you today that hopefully you'll have listed by the end of this week are these little ranger plecos, and I do believe that they are... There's a thread on the Aquarium Co-op Forum where they talk about them. I believe that they really are... They do have the white margin on the tail. Like those in these. What we're hoping they are is the little itty-bitty ones that are the same size as adults as uh, Ocelot Plecos and Mini Snowball Plecos, the L-174 and the L-471. If so then those are the three smallest of the kind of fancy type Plecos that that I'm aware of. The, the tiny little Ranger Pleco, Mini Snowball Pleco, and the uh, Ocelot Pleco. So I don't know for sure if that's what they are, but I think that's what they are. That's what I tried to get, and I think that's what I got. So I don't have any, like, Pleco experts in town that can come over and you know take a look and know the exact difference between the different kinds but they they look exactly like this to me these these little guys so anyway that's what we're trying to get can't guarantee it though until they've you know had time to grow but they all came in the right size and they look right to me but I haven't had them before so just know that (laughs) Um, so that is what is going on in our neck of the woods we have a decent now that we're moving into the warehouse and have more room to get things in we have a decent sized import coming in um, on monday that'll be stuff out of columbia we have a very large shipment coming in a week after that and then we have another very large shipment coming in end of this month or beginning of next month. So we're rocking and rolling. We're getting that place filled up and uh, we can't wait to share it with you guys. I'm trying to make videos, but just as you can imagine, moving an entire fish operation from one location to another it's demanding on your time and your physical stamina and all that. So <laughs> doing our best. I was able to get a quick video today of some um, Aquadens mete The yellow um, Akara, who have been looking great for a few weeks. They're settling in, they're all feeling frisky, and today they spawned. So I had to take a picture, a a video of that. But I know videos have been few and far between, but just bear with me. It's It's been a grind, but not the kind of grind that you don't want to do. I don't know. It's been a fun grind. And it will continue to be a grind for a little bit while we're you know, getting in there up and running. That's just how a startup is. Anyway, with that, I wanna thank my moderators for being here and doing what they do to make the chat work every week. Thanks so much. Um, and I wanna to get to your questions and comments. I know I missed some super chats though. I saw one from Beck come in. Oh, Beck, shoot. Let's see here. I don't know of any way... I can see that. Beck, I saw that you you had a a comment um, about your pee puffers. But that's as far as I got. I didn't read the whole thing. Because I wanted to get through the uh, top of the hour type stuff before I did that. So I'm sorry I missed it. um, But thank you for the super chat please don't feel like you need to do another one if you just leave a comment below repeating what you said um, I'll look for it and I also missed a couple others let's hear Stephen P 2003 Aquartics hello to you hello Stephen. I don't know if you know this but you and I share a birthday my brother Carol Cox I'm trying to read Carol Cox's other handle name here ball? <laughs> the white rice fish I bought from you are doing super well in an outdoor tub and i have quite a few fry. Beautiful fish. I'm glad to hear it, Carol. That's excellent news. If you get so many babies raised up, you don't know what to do with them. Let me know. I'm in the market. Kelly Foreman, five-gallon bucket fund for moving fish to the new warehouse. Thank you. We could use that because when you buy five-gallon buckets from Home Depot in quantity and you get the... the the final price at checkout it's like geez i just spent that much on buckets <laughs> it does add up um, let's see if i'm i can't see i can see alexander hey alexander alexander Englehart doing what alexander Englehart does thank you my friend really appreciate you and i hope you're doing well um hope you're doing well my friend let's see here bex sorry i can't see yours let me scroll down real quick to the very bottom to see if um I know Bex lurks and works and all that, so might not even be hearing this right now. Uh, Moderators, if Bex does uh, leave a comment repeating what she said in her super chat, um, would you pull it to my attention just so I... Because I'm curious. She was talking about how the puffers did that I sent her, and I want to (laughs) know. Plus, she threw money at me, and I totally can't even respond, so... Ginger Grace, congratulations to all involved in the theater production. I'm happy you're getting more pencil fish. They are gorgeous, and I want more. Thank you, Ginger. Glad that you're here. Um, been, been seeing you in some of uh, the Cod Fathers videos, and it's good to see you up and at them and doing well. Glad you're doing well. All right, Tyler Brown, how long did you cycle your new tanks before adding fish? Not None. None at all. So... Tyler, this system is different and has very high flow through, so it, uh, the, the truth is we probably don't even need filters in it. Um, we do have some filters in, when, when we move the fish over what we do is we take the fish over, but we also take the filter out of their tank and move it over with them as well. So there's a large biological uh, nitrifying bacteria population in the tank, but with the heavy water changes we do. I'm not sure we even need a filter to tell you the truth. Uh, Now, if I wasn't running that way, if I was running regularly, like a, a regular hobbyist would, then what I would do is the same thing, but I would just feed super lightly for the first week, and then a little more the second week, and a little more the third week, and keep testing to make sure. Um, if I ever fed more than the colony of, uh, of uh, nitrifying bacteria in the, in the filters could handle, then I would need to back off and make some adjustments. But usually, now keep in mind, we're only moving, it's less than a mile away. So I can pull the sponge filter and have it in the new tank in uh, two minutes. Or The drive is very short, right? So I'm not losing that population also the water is the same like they, they aren't going through a shock or anything so um, that's how I would do it if I wasn't doing such high flow this light feeding at first with an already established filter on a new tank orange cones when you are really tired you turn into a bristle nose pleco that's right if I could puff out my can I do it I need to stuff cotton balls in my cheeks like Marlon Brando in The Godfather. Tamara Sorois, I'm glad you got more CPDs in stock there. Tank bred too, right? Oh, yeah, the CPDs are bred and raised by the one and only Rick May, who's a hobbyist just like you and I, but raises, raises amazing fish, and he drives them up and hand delivers them to me. So they're, yes, they're, they're great. They're great. So what we do, Tamara, just so you know, is when we list fish, let's say we got 100 fish from someone and they're ready to sell, we'll list maybe 75 only. Now there's a couple of reasons for that, but one of them is simply it's hard to count little fish that are swimming around. So we like counting, we're like, well, we know there's at least 75 in there, so we'll post those, right? We don't want to post... A hundred, and then find out, ooh, we only had ninety-five, and we oversold, and now we're disappointing the customer, right? Um, we try really hard not to oversell. Every now and then it happens, but it's pretty rare, and it's usually just by a fish or two. Um, when it does happen, which again hardly ever happens, so th- so that's number one. It's just hard to count fish. Number two, though, is despite the fact that we have very few problems, that. We, we lose very little fish during shipping and in the aftermath of shipping. We, we try to prep our fish really well for that, for that event and they usually do great. But we don't want someone to get in a situation where they bought fish, they get them, let's say they all arrived dead. Not a likely scenario, but let's say that it happened. And let's say it was like a really rare fish and they, they can't get any more. Well, we want to kind of hold some back so we could resend them to replace them. Oh, or let's say they bought fish and uh, they lost all the males and all they have is females left and they're trying to breed then we would want to have some to pull some males to replace so they could you know fulfill their uh, their goal or do what they were trying to do so it's they're hard to count and we try to uh, have a little buffer so if something goes wrong we can help the customer fulfill their goal um, by resending what they need for their goal so that's that's kind of how we we operate now that being said there's honestly there's so few losses that that second one is not I kind of implemented that early on when I was like still testing things out and didn't know how well things would work but it works great so uh, that second one is not as necessary these days but that first one is it's hard to count fish so often we'll sell out of a batch and then suddenly you'll see more and it's just because now we've counted what's left and can add those again. Isaac Cornstubble, hey Dan I just want to let you know the orange flash I got from you a while back have fully sexed out with a good ratio of six females and four males. Alright we did it that's awesome. By the way if you guys are in just I gotta do this, if you guys are in the uh, market for orange flash I want you to look at these Rick brought me some stunners. This is an actual picture of one of the Orange Flash males that I took a couple days ago. I I don't remember the exact day. Like, these things are looking good. I caught them (laughs) mid-yawn. So, and they're big enough that we're able to um, sex them and sell pairs. We've only got four left, but they're big and beautiful and they come from Rick May so they're, they're good fish but Isaac I'm, earlier the batch that Isaac got earlier they weren't really sexable they were a lot smaller t- super healthy same sorus but smaller so we did our best to get good ratios and I'm glad in this case it actually worked uh, we did get another uh, email Yes, the last couple of days we've been talking to a customer who we tried to get when the Kalitawa came in the Milanitania Kalitawa um, they, were, they were small, uh, couldn't sex most of them, tried to make sure they got a mix, they bought three, they ended up with all females, so we aren't always successful when we're trying to sex you know, fish that are yeah, not really sexable, but every now and then we get lucky and I'm glad Isaac that that happened in your case. Patricia Kloppel, I hope you're going to video the move, um, I hope so too. It's just there's so much to do. I don't know how much you'll be able to get videoed but um, honestly it's all hands on deck and it's long days and early mornings and all that so uh, it's a big task. I want to do it too but I can't make any promises but I will try. Like it is something I would like to do. When else is, is that ever gonna you know that's a chance that comes like once, once in a blue moon so I would like to do it as well. Just because when else can we get that done? Some dude, can the spotted rionine angelfish hit the nay <laughs> Okay, so I'm, I'm old enough, some dude, that I don't even know what that means. If that was dirty or nasty, congratulations, you snuck it by the old man. I know, watch me whip, watch me nay-nay. <laughs> but that's, that's my expertise with nay-nay if it's not a horse. Johnny, it's a long trip because of speed limits in this town. <laughs> the trip to the warehouse, even though it's less than half, been less than a mile, it's long. <laughs> Johnny's sore. Well, I, I can't say Johnny's private business. Let's just say Johnny learned about the speed limits in this town the hard way. <laughs> Bunny Viper, congrats on both your play and your warehouse. You're very deserving. Um, we all learn so much from you and enjoy watching you grow. It's nice to go along for the ride. Thanks for being you. Well, I've tried being other people and it didn't work out well, so you're welcome. (laughs) But Bunny Viper, thanks for being you too. I appreciate the, thanks for a little ego stroke there. Orange cones, I had no issues with the silver hatchets I got from you two years ago, I think. But always worry about them because they always look skinny. Yeah, that's just what happens when your keel bone is like, you know, as long as your spine. In you're a hatchet fish. Absolutely. They are just a slender fish. Now, when they eat, though, you can see. When they really eat, you can tell. Like, they get a bulge. Alexandria Rodriguez, is there supposed to be an I? There's no I in team. Or an exclamation point. Oh, yeah. An exclamation mark at the end of um, Go, Ed, Go. So here it is. I don't know if you can see this on your device but it's hashtag go Ed go exclamation mark okay no spaces caps don't matter to enter the uh, giveaway for the rice fish yeah I'm seeing people seem to be entering it correctly Greg Van Fleet there's no exclamation point on the end of yours, though. You've probably been told that 10 times by the mods. They're really good at that. Okay, bunny viper, can you, what can you tell me about the coral red pencilfish? Would you mind? Thank you. I don't mind at all. So if you've kept uh, Nanostomus becfordi, the becfordi pencilfish that's commonly available, it's pretty much the same, I, I think. Um, honestly, they're not difficult it's like keeping a tetra more or less now something about them is they do display a lot and the males do spar frequently so I would recommend getting a group if you can to kind of spread that aggression out cichlid style it's not like they're super aggressive fish but they will spar I don't have problems because I I have groups of them and and I also keep quite a few plants in the tanks and things like that but um, even the Beck 45 pencil fish the males will spar and things and and you kind of want to give them room to chill out and get away from each other or line of sight blocks and things that being said i think you could be successful with all the pencil fish i've ever tried without that but i think it's just less stressful for them if they can get away if they needed to but what they tend to do is get together do the sparring thing kind of wrestle a little bit hassle each other and then after a few seconds they just stop and it's like oh that they forget that happened like it's not it's not like cichlids or something but besides that there's really not much to say they're hardy they're easy to keep they eat everything they're great community fish they don't bother other fish Um, at least not that I've ever seen so yeah Think of a Beck 40 pencil fish more or less, I would say. Maybe just a tiny bit more attitude, but but not much. Yeah. They stay small, so that's a bonus. Like I would like to tell you like more about how to care for them and things, but they literally are simple. So. Killers Aquatics and Exotics throwing down a Pippy Long stocking. Thank you to the Godfather, Bob. You know I love a good Pippy. Cheerleader, super sticker, <laughs> and then Ed's following it up, bringing the pain with the Foxcat, punching me in the face with a Foxcat. Chattanooga, Ed, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're doing well. Been seeing you in some of the Codfather videos too. <laughs> must football season must be over because the the beard looks normal. Well, I don't know, abnormal for you, I suppose. Alexandria Rodriguez, what would be your top choices for summer tub fish in Central Florida? I think my top summer tub fish is probably the uh, Miyuki rice fish. It's a Madaka, Japanese rice fish. The Miyuki's I like because they glow from the top. They literally look like neon from the top. Rice fish can take extremes in, in hot and cold temperatures. They're very hardy. They're small they're not as likely to jump as a lot of other candidates, although they still can and uh, yeah, just because you can see them, they look really nice from the top down and uh, yeah that would be my top choice I think but whatever it is Alexandria there's lots of fish that can thrive in tubs but that you'll never see so whatever it is just make sure it's a color that you're going to be able to look down in the tub or the pond or what have you and enjoy it. Like white clouds are great, but you can't see them very well. But the golden white cloud, you can see pretty darn good. Paradise fish are good, but you can't see them very well. But the albino paradise fish, you can see really well in a tub. It shows up. So something to think about when you're uh, deciding what to put out there. But my top choice, Miyuki Madaka rice fish. New Mexico Aquatics, do you know many varieties of rice fish? I have some dark colored with some pink on their pectoral fins, and I don't know what kind of rice fish they are. I lost the name. Well, if it's got a little pinkish on the pectoral fins, then my guess is you probably have, uh, well, one of the common names is the daisies rice fish. Let's see if we got this right. It's Orisius warori. Uh, Or World War A. So my guess is that we're talking about something like like this. Kind of a pinkish color here on the pectoral fins. They also get a bit here. And a darkish color sometimes. That's my guess. Let me know if I got it. And little Bobby, I hope you and yours are doing very well. Oh, Ira, I was about to read your comment and chat jumped. Hang on, let me scroll up here and see if I can find your comment. Ira Nelson and dot dot dot. <laughs> oh, Ira, I can't see it. So, for anyone that left a uh, comment or a question to me above Ira Nelson's Above the last one I read, I can't see it. So feel free to list it again, if you would, so I can see it as we go. Regina Phalanges. Right back at you, Regina. Thank you so much. That's a cute little sticker. I can't see a comment, Regina, so if there was a comment, I apologize. It's cut off. But thank you for sharing a fox cat that doesn't punch me in the face. A pain-free foxcat. <laughs> And please take Ed to the corner and teach him how to share super, <laughs> super stickers, ones that don't hurt. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love Ed's little sticker. Tail Half Moon. Sir, I've got a question on using the solar camping power banks used in sync, continuously connected to the USB air pumps with internal battery for backup and power outages. Any advice? You got that all all that info in one sentence congratulations (laughs) I mean Crowntail Half Moon I am not super familiar with solar camping power banks but if you can plug a USB air pump into it and it holds power then yeah it's basically like a big battery for your USB air pump Sounds like it would work to me. I don't know details, but it sounds like you have a power source and a pump. And a the, the power source that can be recharged because it's solar during an outage. So it sounds solid to me, but I'm not an expert on solar camping power banks. But yeah, I, I like that plan from, from what's popping in my head when I read it. Mac... PNW. I've recently gotten a group of betta cochina. Congratulations. One of the coolest little bettas around. Five total, I think. At least one is female. Would that male to female ratio do well long term together in a 20 long or separate them between tanks? In a 20 long, I think you're fine. Um, Especially if you have some hardscape in there and plants or whatever, little different niches in the tank where they can go and have their own little little spot to hang out or retreat if they need to but a 20 gallon long is is plenty long I think for um, five and one female even when they pair off when that one female finds a male and they pair off and want to spawn I I still think that's a big enough tank for for five provided of course that again it's got some line-of-sight blocks and little areas for everyone to kinda claim as their own John Keith Gardner, do you ever get any black barred limia? If you're talking about, which one is that? Is that nigrofasciata? I mean, that would be the scientific name. nigrofasciata, black striped, black barred. Um, but let me see. Also called the humpback limia, black barred. Yeah, so we're talking about the same fish here. So this is Limia nigrofasciata um the black barred limia and i i do like that fish for several years i had a large breeding colony of them and they were one of my best sellers Uh, i could not keep up with demand so i don't have that group anymore unfortunately but yes i hope to bring them in again for sure But i don't know when i'll find another group at a good price they're not super common i mean in the hobby they're around you can find them. Let's see if there's any real quick. Let's take a field trip to get gills. Oops, that stands fish. Sorry. Too many businesses. To so get gills here. Let's see if we find Limia. No, no one has any on Get Gills right now. Um, but they are one that you can find uh, in the hobby. I would recommend selectaquatics.com. Let me get you that link. That's Greg Sage. Um, When I was at Greg's house, it's been a couple years, but when I was last at Greg's house, um, he had some really nice ones. So let me just post that link here and you can see if Greg's got any. Besides that, I, I don't know. They do pop up from time to time though. Swamp Thing, hey, good to hear from you. I'm still not settled in my new house on a Florida lake, but I'm already working on building a system inspired by yours, taking constant water from the lake, returning to the ground so much easier. I I hope it works for you. I'm interested to hear about it and see pictures and stuff. That sounds cool. Yeah. Um, And I can't wait to see how mine works long term. It's still, (laughs) you know, it's, it's just still early days, but... I think it's going to work really great, but yay, glad to hear it. I mean, anytime you can get fish constant fresh water, that's, that's half the battle right there. So, Sounds good. By the way, Swamp Thing, I don't know if you got it, but I sent you an email a few days ago um, if you get a chance to check your inbox. Patricia Kloppel, it was just an idea. Oh, what well, was the idea? Oh, Patricia, my, my mind can't remember what we were talking about earlier. I'm sorry my brain can't keep up but thanks for the comment and uh, I, I remember talking about what was it that we were talking about with Patricia? jeez <laughs> I, I have camera brain right now Patricia I'm sorry some dude hit the nay nay is a hip-hop song it was just a pun I said the music video is this for the song isn't inappropriate oh okay yeah I just don't know what nay nay means in hip-hop culture to me it's like a pony yeah i wasn't worried about it some dude i was was trying to be humorous uh, when i was talking about sneaking one by the old man all right leo 209 aquatic so the price for the orange flash is for a pair or for each fish in the best size tank yeah the price for the orange flash that we have right now at dancefish.com is per pair Um, we never like sell fish per pair and then charge you by individual fish that'd just be weird Actually, it's one of the things I hate most about on the industry side. Well, no, there's lots of things I hate more, but something that's kind of annoying on the industry side is anytime they have pairs for sale, they still price them as individual fish, and it's like, does if you're selling them as pair, give me the pair price, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. So best size tank for a pair of those. I mean, you could breed a, a pair of those long term in a 10 gallon tank if it was. Uh, the issue you can have with the pistols and most other cichlids is if they don't get along or if one thinks the other ate the babies, you know they might go aggro and beat each other up and the, the male can beat up the female, but the female can beat up the male too. Like, um, and sometimes they'll straight up kill each other. So the, a 10 gallon tank is plenty of room and many many epiles breeder, breeders breed in 10 gallon tanks. but I, I can't stress enough how important it's going to be to have places of refuge a thick thicket of java moss that covers a quarter of the tank or a whole bunch of little rock work with caves and stuff or you know something like that so that if one does go aggro on the other um, they can hopefully get away and you can separate them before someone dies Um, now I'm not saying that always happens or even mostly happens but it does happen with the pistos so if the reason I'm going I'm saying this is because the 10 gallon is usually successful but the larger tank you have the least likely that is to happen because the more space there is and they can get away from each other so yeah i say 10 foot tank minimum <laughs> not really but you know what i mean it's just the smaller the tank the higher the risk of aggression Tamara Soroyce, i feel Tamara like I say your your last name uh, different every time (laughs) hope I'm getting it right and if not I hope I do one day do you know when you'll be getting more autosynclists? the ones I got from you were great I need more in another tank yes so I have a group of autosynclists right now Um, we had a couple losses nothing heavy and they still look good and they're eating great but we had a couple losses and so when that happens I just hold on to them longer I, I don't like selling fish even though there's only a couple losses, what I don't know is, is that a random thing where, like, you know, you get a thousand people together, a couple of them are going to be mortally mortally ill? That's not the right way to put that. But very ill, right? Um, just That's just statistics. So when I have a couple losses, I don't know if it's like, oh, those fish were just super old or had a stroke or something in in the populations healthy but there are a couple of fish in there that just died um, and would have died no matter what like I is that the case or when one or two die is that like ooh something's starting in there um, and this is just the beginnings of it and it's gonna get worse so I don't know that early on so what I do is I remove them from sale and we observe them uh, for It depends, it can be a week, it can be two weeks, it can be a few months, it just depends on how the fish are doing. Until we're confident that it's not something that is spreading or the start of a a real problem. Because the last thing we want to do is send a fish to a customer and have it, well, if it dies on the customer that's bad. But if it's carrying something that can spread around, that's really bad. We don't want to knock out your entire, you know, cherished display tank. So, we're really careful about that. So, we have them, but they're in quarantine right now um, under observation just to make sure that it's not a thing that's going to spread and, and be a bigger problem than just a couple random deaths. Okay, Mountaintop Puffer Keeper. Hey, hope you're doing well, Matthew. Puffer update. B day gift to myself. Aren't those the best kind? That always reminds me of the Emperor's New Groove when. Uh, and Percus goes like, I'm going to build this amusement park. It's my birthday gift to myself. I'm so happy. <laughs> it's just a funny line. That movie tickles me. Birthday gift to myself added second batch of four hairy puffers. Awesome. Two inches for a breeding project with the original three in my colony. Palustris project going great. Five murius puffers growing out. Oh, that's beautiful. Murius are great. I... I have a Saurus, and I'm flirting with the idea of bringing some in, but what are those retail, 1500 I can't remember. I just know they're expensive. But, yeah, I do like Marius a lot. Great to hear from you. I'm glad it's going well. Oh, you're the puffer whisperer, man. I don't know, Mountaintop, maybe we need to work out a deal where I get you some uh, Congo Spotted Puffers and you can breed them for us, and then we have like, Congo Spotted Puffers uh, bred and raised and distributed all in the United States and don't have to import them. That would be pretty cool. And I have some coming in that are big. I have some Congo Spotted Puffers coming in that are, uh, I think they're three and a half inches. They're going to be big boys. Well, hopefully some girls too okay chat jumps so i'm scrolling up like crazy trying to uh find where it jumped to here we go okay i found it there we are rocking fish with gas prices going way up will your shipping prices be going up oh kind of um okay shipping prices have been going up constantly for quite a while we've been eating that cost Um, and it's significant it's it's very significant each box we ship we lose too much money on so what we've decided is what we don't know though right now it's not sustainable if we were going to stay here in our current facilities, we would have to charge more for shipping. And we'd probably do that by having like a fee, like a packing fee or, or a box fee or something. Instead of raising the shipping, we'd probably charge a few bucks per order depending on the size of the box. To cover the cost of the materials for that. Or something like that. Um, so it isn't sustainable right now but our models show that when we get in the warehouse and we're scaled up that it's probably gonna be okay well i shouldn't say probably that it might be okay so as long as we have enough sales and people are ordering enough fish in each order then we might be able to keep our shipping the same what really hurts us is when someone orders like one fish or two fish like uh, like if the, if the box is a really low dollar value and we have to pay more on shipping and shipping supplies than we charge the customer which is the case now then if someone orders a cheap fish um, we end up losing money on that order and so it's something we're watching really carefully what we've decided to do is move into the warehouse prove out the model for a few months see what that does to the losses in shipping and the sustainability for the business, and then make a final decision on how to handle that. If it so happens that, that at that scale, it's unsustainable to continue at our current shipping rates, we'll probably add a, a packing fee or a box charge or something like that. And I've avoided it because I hate those. I absolutely hate it when I order from a company and it's like oh this is a pretty good deal and I go to checkout, and suddenly there's the cost of the item, there's tax, there's a packing fee, there's a credit card charge fee, I'm just like well I, I was buying this because I thought it was a good deal but now it isn't so I went through all this and usually I get a little irked and just close it out and go buy it from somewhere else I don't want customers to have that experience But I also don't wanna raise the shipping itself because as we add volume, we'll probably be able to get the, the boxes and styrofoam and stuff at a discounted rate when we can buy that in more volume. So um, yeah. One of our biggest barriers to entry is our shipping costs, right? If if you wanna buy fish, because we only ship next day. We don't do priority. Like if I was shipping priority I could ship I could probably charge like fifteen bucks for shipping, something like that large boxes, you know, seventeen ninety nine, somewhere in that range. But what we've decided is to only do what's best for the fish. And to us, being in the bag and in the box, less time is better for the fish. It's just less time being stressed out, less time in a bag full of ammonia. You know, all those things that happen during shipping, it's less exposure to the naughty stuff, to the bad stuff. So we've decided to only ship overnight. So that being the case, it's a barrier to entry when someone wants to buy fish and the, the lowest shipping cost we have is, you know, $29.99, you know, 30 bucks. So we understand that. So I'm really hesitant to raise the shipping cost itself because if you want to buy from us and it's like the lowest shipping cost is, I don't know, $39.99, um, then it's like a huge barrier to entry. So we've got to figure out how to, how to do that in order for the company to be sustainable long-term but we don't know that how to best handle that until we get the data um, from operating in the warehouse and know exactly what the margins are in other places, um, how much energy cost is there. We, we have a pretty darn good idea of that now. But there's there's we just need to see the machine work in real time. Um, not in real time, but in the real world instead of just on paper to make the determination to best handle that. But yes, shipping is... Very high now, and it's driving up the cost not just of us shipping to you, but also of us acquiring fish. Um, something folks don't realize, or don't take into account, is that the air cargo fees alone on a box of fish, to, to import a box of fish, might be 400 bucks. Um, depending on where in the world you're bringing them in from. I was, I was wanting to bring in an order from Taiwan recently, and just... I think shipping was almost $400 a box I killed I still could have done it but there was other places that were more cost efficient so I just went with them what that means is there are some fe- species from Taiwan I really wanted to bring in there's some neat rhinogobius species there's some different varieties of rice fish um, so I really wanted to do it but when I'm doing the order I have to do I have to take into account what the market will bear and if we can sell them in a way that won't hurt the business right each each species we bring in has to pay its own rent and make it so we don't go out of business so um so when i crunch all those numbers i take all that into account and so it really does uh, affect things and everywhere's gone up for sure all the freight's gone up um and that's just one of the costs when you bring stuff in there's all the inspections there's taxes there's uh customs there's there's lots of things so but yeah shipping is uh going up for sure and it's it's raising prices all around at every every sector of the aquarium fish industry for sure just like every other industry like i don't know of an industry doesn't that doesn't require goods to be moved or services to be moved right Um, and so anytime energy prices go up it, it just raises everything Now, we don't like it. We're buffering our customers from that now. And once we get the data, we'll know how to handle that. And we'll make a decision on what we need to do. Ira Nelson, can you tell me about neon swordtails and rubber-lipped plecos? Just got them in a fish bundle from a friend getting out of the hobby. Um, so the swordtails, if you've kept any other kind of swordtail before, they're, they're pretty much the same. Um, I would call swordtails... They're pretty much like a platy with a little more attitude. So uh, the males can spar a lot. If you only have like, let's say you have a tank and you have some females and you only have two males, one of the males is, is likely to get dominated. But if you have a large group of several males and several females, that won't be as much of a problem. If you only have a male swordtail in your tank and there's no females or anything, he'll harass the other fish because he wants to breed so bad. He's got an itch he can't scratch. And so he'll try to breed the other fish. And your rosy barb is going to be like, what is going on? (laughs) I've literally seen male swordtails try to breed with rosy barbs. And and many other species of fish too. So I'd never keep a lone male in a community tank. Um, I would always keep several females to one male or several females to several males. But besides that, they're hardy, they're easy. Um I don't think there's anything like in particular to of note besides that about swordtails. As far as rubber lip plecos, I don't have a lot of experience with rubber lip plecos. I've worked in stores that sold them and things, but I personally have never kept that species long term. So I wouldn't know what to tell you there. They do stay stay smaller, so that's good. But someone here, um, if you've kept rubber-nosed plecos successfully long-term, would you chime in and direct a comment to Ira Nelson to help Ira out? Because that's not something I feel uh, qualified to talk about in detail, just because it's not a species I'm very familiar with. Patricia Cloppel, I got to go. If my name gets drawn, give it to someone else. Hubby needs the computer. Alright, thanks Patricia for being here, and hubby, enjoy playing World of Warcraft. That's my guess. I see a comment from Aquaballs that includes better macrostoma. It's not highlighted, but my eye caught better macrostoma, because it's one of my favorite fish ever. I just got a pair of better macrostoma, male-female, were fighting. I separated the male. What's the best way... To pair and breed them. I would say the best way to do better at macrostoma is let them find each other gradually and make the decisions. So large tank and lots of cover. That's what I would do. Um, in an ideal situation, it'd be a, a large tank, maybe like a, a four foot or six foot long tank. I'm talking ideals here. So, you know, I, I get that you might have to make adjustments, but I would have At the edge of the tank, a space, and then a large clump of java moss that pretty much went all the way up the water column. Then I'd have another space, and then a large clump of java moss that pretty much covered the entire water column. And I'd do that so there's three or four spaces, well, four or five if you could. And what you end up with there is a situation where you've got, everyone can get away from each other. Until they want to be together, so one is likely to choose one space and kind of hang out there most of the time. One is likely to choose a different space and hang out there once, in, most of the time. And then every once in a while, they'll explore the rest of the tank. They can—they'll swim through the Java moss, right? They'll—they'll they'll find a way. There'll be little pathways and stuff. Um, so that allows them to find each other. And get away from each other and find each other and get away from each other and find each other and stay with each other when they finally want to stay with each other so that would be my advice on breeding something like Betta macrostoma or any other fish where you're having that kind of attitude issue um, if that's a fish that you can have like plants with it doesn't have to be plants you could do with lots of different things but but the principle is Get away from each other, stress-free when they want to be. Find each other and stay together when they want. And not force them into the relationship. Ginger Graves, another super chat, Ginger. Thank you. Wow. Thanks, Ginger. We appreciate it. Always appreciated, never required. But it does make my wife super happy when money falls out of the computer screen. You did a great job showing off the orange flash of pistos. I just bought two pairs to improve the genetics in mine. Awesome! I, I think you'll be happy. And I think what are we selling them for? Twenty nine, like thirty bucks a pair. I I think that's a steal for a pair of a pistos. So good on you, especially of like the healthy Rick strain. <laughs> Uh, Tamara Sorois, I love how well you take care of your fish before you send them out to us. Thank you. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't do it any other way. I would not feel motivated to do this any other way, especially for the ramen wages I've been getting the last few years. (laughs) We need money to stay alive, but but the motivation can't come from the money when the wages (laughs) are ramen wages. Mountaintop Puffer Keeper Kongos, Spotted Congos you say I would certainly be interested in giving them a shot Alright uh, Would you mind shooting me an email uh, You know my email address And uh, and we'll go from there might, might be able to set something up I'd love to be able to get Hobbyist bred and raised Congo Spotted Puffers In the USA And I, I know you've got the puffer breeding skills So I think we've got a shot Johnsworth WRT, again, old man, don't know the lingo. Cheap fish, (laughs) could you do a minimum order quantity on cheaper fish to help with that one fish ordering cost-eating? Okay, I don't know what WRT means, so I don't know Chonsworth. Oh, yeah, so on the minimum order thing, uh, I don't want to do that the reason is let's say someone has a tank and they have space for like one more fish in the tank and then it will be full Well, I don't want to make it so that customer can't order from us just because they need that what I want to happen in that case is the customer order from us even though we might lose money because they're only ordering one fish let's say it's not an expensive fish We might lose money but they're gonna have such a good experience that the next time they need fish they'll think of us first so it's kind of like a loss leader thing and then hopefully the next time they need fish they need more than one and that order is profitable for us so um i've thought of doing this though i i, I mean it's 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 a it's a worthy thought for sure it's it's logical i've thought of doing things like when i sell corridor' minimum group of like six even though i mean the best Cory groups are like 20 or more but minimum group of six, so that you don't end up with a lone quarry all stressed out. But I often have people that already have a group of species of quarries, and they're just trying to fill it out, and they're like, I just need two more, I've already got eight, right? And I don't want to be like, no, you can't buy them from me, you have to buy six. So I'm trying to, I guess I'm trying to help people do what they want to get done. And if that means they want a school of 12 quarries and they've already got 10 and uh, so they only order two from us, that's fine. even though six would be logical because they want to be in groups. So there's, I mean, to list them as six would be logical because you're like, they want to be in groups, we'll only sell them in groups. But it doesn't work for everybody. So we're trying to be flexible. But I hear you, Chonsworth. Um, I don't know what are you... WRT means but i I understand what your comment is um, yeah i don't I don't want to do minimums I don't want to tell people how they need to order fish because I don't know their situation as well as they know their situation Paul soltero have you thought about tiered shipping the more you order the lower the shipping costs I have thought about it um, I've thought of a lot of things what I think those what I think often happens in situations like that whenever there's pressure put on a customer to buy fish whether it's we have a sale and it ends Thursday you only get 25% off until Thursday and then it's gone right a FOMO type thing or if you just bought three more you would get a discount on shipping what I, anytime you put pressure on a customer to buy fish I think what you do is run the risk of creating a situation that's bad for the animal being sold if if I have got a tank and I want six CPDs in it and I've been researching them and I know that that's what's right for my tank I have it set up for them and I have other fish in there and six CPDs I think I could fit in there just fine um, and that would work really well for me and how I keep fish and my maintenance schedule and all that. Okay, I want six CPDs. And I go to buy fish and it says, well, you know, if you got 12 CPDs, you would save money on shipping. Then I start going, oh man, I should buy 12. Look at that. If I buy six, it costs, I don't know, six bucks for a fish. I'm just throwing a number out there. Uh, It's probably the wrong number, but six bucks for a fish. But if I bought 12 and there's this kind of shipping, now they're only gonna be five bucks per fish. Um, Yeah, I'm gonna do that. So they buy 12, but they really only, the ideal situation would be six. So now we have a tank that's a little overcrowded. Um, We have fish that, you know, we had a, a plan that would work optimally. And we've put pressure on the customer, so now the fish are in a situation that's suboptimal, And that's maybe a bad explanation. Maybe a different explanation would be um, another situation could be, okay, I've got this tank, there's this fish I really want, I found them, great. Oh man, if I buy a few more fish, I get discounted shipping, or I get 15% off my order or whatever, I'm going to do that. What's the cheapest fish? okay it's these things I don't really like those I've had those in the past but they're cheap and if I do that I'll get a better rate okay I'll do that so you end up getting the fish you really want but also this fish that you really don't want and probably don't have tank space for (laughs) so you put them over in this tank right just because you have them now you gotta put them somewhere and they're probably going to be neglected they probably are not going to have the best experience and the best life so I know for a fact that short term we could do more business more quickly if we did a bunch of sales. You know, limited time sale gets this week only. Or if we're like, hey, if you order more, you get better shipping and all that. I, I know from a short term business perspective that makes sense. But our whole uh, philosophy of how we're trying to do business is to do what's best for the fish at all levels. And I don't want to pressure people, put pressure on customers to buy now even, it's like, shoot, I don't have a tank cycle. So here's another one. Um, well, let me finish that thought. So I don't want to put pressure on customers um, to make, the th- th- encourage them to make decisions that are less than optimal for the fish they're getting. So here's here's one I hate. It's uh, and I'm guilty of it. There's been a couple times when I've done sales. Usually, it's because I'm like, man, I've got to clear some space because I have an order coming in. So, fifty percent off. And that's self-serving to me, just because it's like, man, I, I got to make some room, um, because I need the room for an upcoming order, or I'm I'm changing facilities or wh- whatever it might be. Right, I need to clear some tanks. Fifty percent off. Well, great, you get a good deal, but then pe- people end up in, in, in by Friday only, right? So if I did a 50% off sale, and I was like, it ends Friday. I know for a fact there would be people that would be like, dude, 50% off? I've been wanting this Pleco forever. I can't afford it, but it's 50% off. I can afford it now. Rush out, find a cheap aquarium, set it up and get the fish. Well, the tank isn't cycled, the environment is not properly set up, it's just a rush thing, right? What are the odds that that fish is gonna have a good healthy experience when it first gets there? A lot less than it would be if someone had set up the tank, done things, you know, got it seasoned, done the research, and purposely ordered the fish when they were ready. As opposed to me saying, Hey, it's 50% off and kind of causing the incentive for them to buy it now, whether they're ready or not. So that's why I don't do fish sales. Um, What I try to do instead is, I know we're expensive, but what we're trying to do is operate at the lowest price we can while still staying in business, while still doing things um, as ethically and as, as good for the fish as possible. So that's my thoughts on that, Paul. (laughs) Paul's like, geez, I just gave him a little suggestion. (laughs) They're all good suggestions. And we've thought about lots of things like this. But ultimately, our mission is to uh, humanize the entire industry. Humanize. Make the entire industry more humane. And that includes their experience of the end customer as well, as much as we can. So... Sorry, I got rambling. But it's important to me. I mean, this is the entire philosophy that underpins our business is that kind of stuff. And it's what motivates us. And I think it will be successful long term. Short term, it might take us a little longer to grow. But when you get the fish and they thrive and you have a good experience. And again, anyone that got fish since in the last seven days, and I know there's been a few losses, I'm sorry. I know you're probably watching this going like, uh uh-uh, uh, mine died. Like, I get it. Statistically, there's going to be a little bit of that. But um, anyway, I'm going to move on. But <laughs> anyway, long term, I think it pays off. When you have a good experience, then and you go to buy fish again. It's like, hey, when I got them from Dan's Fish, they came in healthy and they didn't die. They lasted years. You know, that's, that's what we want the long term game. Johnsworth, you could do an adopted tank program to help with operating costs. I'll definitely donate for the care and loving of guppy tanks. Oh, thanks, Johnsworth. That is a thought we had not come up with. Like, support the Rainbow Fish section, support the Gobi section, support the Pleco section. Um, so here is one thing that we are going to do. We do have a membership program... That, um, that it's actually going to add value to the member and that we can handle the, the work and the load of doing that. But we're not going to launch it until we're ready. It's going to take some. Random Arms is going to have to do some coding to make it happen. And we're in this big transition to the new warehouse and all that. But um, it's not exactly that. But it's in the same vein of kind of like a, a membership type thing, right? Um, but I hadn't thought of Adopt a Tank. that's a new one to me hey thanks chonsworth appreciate the idea well i appreciate all the ideas everyone paul soltero and um chonsworth and everyone uh thanks for all the ideas even if i don't agree with them i think it's super cool that people care enough to offer them um so i appreciate what i don't mean to come across as like well you know that's actually a bad idea We, we thought of that there's all these problems. That's I hope I'm not coming across that way. We're grateful anytime someone gives us an idea because even though often, usually, it's not something we decide to implement. Every now and then, there's one like, I hadn't thought of that." So that's one we'll chew on, Chonsworth. I don't know if it makes sense for us or not, but something we hadn't considered before. Some dude, do you? Oh, hey, Xanadu. We'll get right to you. Do you think you'll be able to find? Powder blue pygmy soretails. Um, okay, so, some dude, I need the scientific name on these. I, I know what you're talking about, I think, but there's several species of wild type soretails that are kind of the, the, the smaller ones. Um, is this one of the ones that does not have a tail? Um, oh man, I'm saying um again. Oops. Try not to say um during live streams so much. I need the scientific name to know that one, especially when it comes to wild type. Live bears. The entire wild type live bear, uh, I don't know what you call it, hobby is, is set up on the scientific name. So I can't talk about it accurately without that. Zanadoo doo! For Dan on his soapbox. <laughs> Love it all. I really want to pair of those orange flash, but I'm moving most of my tanks right now. So guessing I'm waiting for the first big order of the warehouse. Hey Xanadu, thanks for the super chat. But that's an example, right? What if I had a super expensive fish that Xanadu had been wanting for years and had never been able to find or find at a price that worked. And then suddenly we do some FOMO sale and it's like, oh man, I've been wanting these for 10 years. I can get them now. Not really in the right situation to get them now because moving stuff and all that. But uh, but I haven't seen, oh man. I'm going to do it. I'm just going to make it work, right? But what are the odds it would actually work? I'm not talking about using a doo doo. I'm sure that you would make it work. But that's that's the kind of thing, right? So you just don't want to create that. Kelly Foreman, I would love to support the rainbow section. Thanks, Kelly. I'll, I mean, I'll think about it. There, there's some knee jerk reaction I have to. If you've noticed, the only time I've actually asked for support for me or my company, I'll sometimes ask for support for other things. Like uh, when Candy Overhauls was, was needing help or, and had done so much for the hobby and not asked anything in return, right? I'll, I'll, I'll do that kind of stuff. But if you've noticed, I, I don't ask for financial help for myself or my company unless it's investment like if, if I can give something in return if someone's wants if we need investment and someone's willing to do that then it's like okay I feel good about that because you're giving me money but you're also getting an ownership stake in a company like you're getting something in return I I have a knee jerk reaction I don't know if it's good or bad about just asking for support on things when I don't feel like I'm adding value back so I'm not saying that that we aren't going to explore the like whatever fish you're into you could support but what would you get in return I guess the thing that someone could get in return is just hey I like rainbows I know it's hard to get rare rainbows and I want the rainbow hobby to grow so I'm gonna support the rainbow section uh, because that will help the the rainbow hobby to grow and I want to make that happen and that will help make sure that I can get really cool rainbow fish that I usually can't get so I so maybe there would be a, enough of a yeah I, whatever we do we've got to be able to uh, justify and, and value added to in in return for the the financial support all right it's 821 all right. We've got 246 folks watching. That's not too bad. If you would all take a moment, and invite your ex-lovers to uh, to join us, so we could grow the chat. That would be fun. It's always I, it's always fun to get more people in here. And uh, what's got oh, nine minutes to the giveaway? All right, we'll get there. Chonsworth W R T. With regard to thank you, Chonsworth. See, I show my age so much. I'm like W R T. Don't know, don't know the nay nay. <laughs> what's the name? nay um, that makes sense with regard to thanks for clarifying that because like I said I I didn't think I was old but then I'm realizing like there's things I just don't know that the kids these days know and I just use the term kids these days so I must be old Regina Philandes for the Rainbow Fish Collection hey thanks Regina I appreciate it <laughs> Thanks so much. See, Super Jazz don't bother me because I'm not asking for them. So when they happen, I'm assuming they're happen, be, happening because the person is finding enough value in what we're doing that they say, eh, I like this. It's worth 10 bucks to me or whatever, right? Um, so that doesn't bother me. Anyway, I'm going to get to your questions and comments. I've, I've been ranty today. You've got me on the rant box. Let's see. The next one I think is Mountaintop Puffer Keeper. Yes. Mountaintop Puffer Keeper. My macrostoma story. Male's head fits into the female's mouth. I had to knit them out to separate. We were all traumatized. I separated them with egg crate diffuser. She jumped it on day three. Then they bred. Holy cow. <laughs> So first, she goes all praying mantis on him and tries to eat him. <laughs> then she's like, never mind, I like the dude. Jumps over the divider and breeds. <laughs> I'm not going to make a comment about women. I'm not going to make a joke about women. <laughs> oh, wow, what a story. Yeah. I mean, that's. I guess that's an example, though, of why I would say... Uh, that, that kind of thing where you separate space, separate space, separate space, and they can kind of be in there, but only when they want to be together, um, hopefully makes sense. That Divide when they want, get together when they want. <laughs> that's that's what crazy, crazy lady that guy had to deal with. US <laughs> scraper. Now there's plenty of crazy dudes too, okay, I'm an equal opportunity offender. U.S. Scraper, I'm breeding several species of bikers at the moment. That's awesome, U.S. Scraper. Bikers I love. I don't carry them just because they get too big for kind of what I'm doing, but I do like them. Uh, Polypterus or Nottus is one of my absolute favorites. (sighs) (laughs) We'll have to have a, a theme song for the Rainbow Collection. It'll be called The Rainbow Connection. (laughs) and <laughs> we'll hire Kermit the Frog to sing it. Brandon, is it another... Okay, I've got time for this, yes. Is it another for a clown killie to kill a female? Is it another? I'm, I'm guessing you're asking, is it normal for a clown killie to kill a female? I had one male and three females. No, clown killies are not super aggressive, especially if you have some floating plants and floating cover. That that should not happen. Now, if they're in a bear tank and it's small and no one can get away from each other, then, uh, then perhaps, but... I'd be very surprised to see that. You always though with with Achilles want to have some cover so they can get away from each other if they want. They're not super aggressive but if the male's over amorous and is just trying to breed the female all the time and she can't get away out of his line of sight, she's never going to get a break. Like That's not a good life. Swamp Thing! Putting the fish first is indeed revolutionary in my opinion the future of keeping animals of every type. It definitely is and I feel like it won't be too long before anyone that doesn't do that is not going to be in business just because the customers won't stand for it. Or there'll be a activist group that gets all over them or worst case the industry doesn't change and there's enough pressure put on our political leaders that laws are passed to just ban things, right? So let's be proactive, let's, uh, let's make sure we're doing things um, in keeping with the times and the modern thoughts about how animals uh, should be kept and treated, and, and then we'll have a long healthy hobby. But there's real danger, I mean, if you think long-term, I, I think there's real danger in us not doing what's best for the animals. Um, either as a business that might be going out of business or as an industry slash hobby when we're regulated out of being able to do what we love so yeah we've got to do the right thing plus what's better waking up like feeling good about how you're treating your fish and doing things or waking up and knowing that you know kind of killing a lot of fish and you don't want to get back to your customers because they're all angry at you and like what a horrible way to do business. So, uh, but thanks, I, I appreciate that swamp thing. Okay, I'm gonna pull the giveaway here, and then while we're waiting for uh, folks to the winner to chime in, we can get to the last couple questions uh, before or to a couple questions before we end here. All right. The giveaway is for six Miyuki, not Miyuki, a Madaka rice fish. These are the Yukuhi, Yukihi, I think is how you say it, Uh, my, yeah, I don't speak that language, Yukihi strain, um, from Ed's Aquatic Exotics, who is providing the strain to celebrate the launch of his new store on getgills.com, which happens to have one of my favorite fish of all time, Zenitoka dojroi, and these are from San Marcos one of the prettiest good ever and this is a decent picture showing you the blues and the pinks and things but in person this fish gets even better i mean they're they're very very pretty so thank you so much to ed's aquatic exotics for doing that if you're in the market for some fish do a favor and check them out see if there's something there that you want and the winner of those fish provided by Did I mention Ed's Aquatic Exotics? (laughs) Is Foxy's Fishes. Hey, Foxy, congratulations. While we're waiting for Foxy, we'll get to some other questions and comments. Foxy's, as you know, you've got uh, two minutes to chime in. Let us know you're here or we'll pick a new winner. Paul Soltero, as a 25 year veteran of UPS, believe me when I say when fuel costs come back to earth, shipping costs won't decline nearly as much. I've seen this act before. Yeah, I mean, in general, costs go up and don't come down. Sure. I remember when gas was 85 cents, and I'm not that old. Xanadu do. If you suddenly had signifers at 50%, I'd leave tanks in place and make it work, yes. But your points are so valid. Why, I'm always going to buy from you first. Hey, thanks, Xanadu. And so we do have lots of customers that I think that's true. I think we are the first point where they check. Um when they buy fish, and that's what I say in the long term I think this is the play. Um, There's something about doing lip service and there's something about doing actual service. And long term I think actual service wins. Foxy's Fishes! I'm here! Yay! Thank you! Hey, thank you for playing. Glad you're here. And um, yeah, send us an email hello at dancefish.com that's h-e-l-l-o at dancefish.com and we'll get you sent over to ed's aquatic exotics so you guys can figure out the shipping details um and by the way Dudu, i did order um some Pseudomogil signifers because i knew you wanted them and they're in the order that should be arriving end of june early july so you know sometimes we order fish and they don't show up in the order fingers crossed they actually show up and and, and do good and that's time. All right, we are we're out of time. So we're going to shut it down. I want to thank my moderators for being here and doing what they do every week. This stream would be a lot worse if they didn't come and generously volunteer their time to make this happen. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We appreciate it. Um, everyone that threw money at us, thanks for the super chats. Always appreciated, never required. But we are a little startup. We're, the, we're a little engine that could. And so, at this stage of business, every bit helps, and and I mean that, every bit helps. Everyone left a question or comment. Thanks for making this lively and participating. If I didn't get to your question or comment, I'm sorry. Sometimes we run out of time. Sometimes chat jumps. I never purposely ignore a question or comment, unless. It's your 50th question or comment of the stream. Then I want to give other people some more time. But in general, I try to get to them all. Sometimes I just miss some. Um, Everyone lurking, all hail the Lurker Nation. Everyone watching the replay, hello from the past. And everyone listening to the podcast, thanks for listening. And thanks to Michael Melier for making that happen. We'll be back next Wednesday, same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, I hope you're doing well. I've got a bunch of fish to move to a warehouse. I'm super excited about that. So I'll tell you how that goes. Until then, have a good one. Thanks and bye-bye.